Um, so when I was asking the Lord about what to share about, and I am somebody who tends to like to share from things that I've either journeyed through or I'm in the midst of journeying through because I, I don't really want to give an academic talk. Like I'd much prefer to talk about something that really for me is a heart message. And so the Lord was talking to me this week a lot about peace. And so, and in particular about being established in peace. Um, you'll know if you heard me speak a couple of weeks ago that God is really speaking a lot to me at the moment about um, living an effective and fruitful life. And a couple of weeks ago, I shared a sermon that was around the idea of steadfastness. And I really feel that being women who are established in peace is another aspect of living an effective and fruitful life. God means for us to be established in peace. And um, I'm sure that you've heard this before, but in um, Scripture, over 365 times it says, fear not. Um, and so we can look at that a couple of ways, but I kind of figure that that means that we need to be reminded rather a lot about that. Um, and I don't know about you, but there are more times than probably I would like in my life where peace is actually quite elusive. Um, I am somebody who has um, struggled with anxiety um, as a more generalised thing, really probably from childhood, I think. I was a fairly anxious kind of a person. Um, and I've learnt lots of management strategies for that. Um, but I think God has more for us than management strategies. So... There are, of course, there are times in our life where we lose our peace and it's a really obvious, the cause of it is really obvious. It might be that we're going through a trial, there's something really difficult or unexpected that's happened in our life. But um, I, I wanted to touch on just for a moment what I call the swirl. So rather than the things that really have a very obvious cause to them, just that more generalised being caught up in the swirl of life um, and even the hustle of life, I guess. And, I mean, I know that sitting around this room we're all in different seasons of our life and so what swirls your life is going to be quite different to what swirls my life. But I think as women, I think all of us can relate to just that feeling of, at times of being caught up in the swirl and where really there's no obvious reason as to why we've lost our peace. And whilst this isn't the only emphasis of what I wanted to share this morning, I did want to talk about it because I like to be practical about um, that. I think that this is an issue that's common to all of us. And if we're talking about learning to be women who are established in peace, learning to actually guard our peace is actually a really important habit to cultivate in our life. And so I was listening just to a podcast last night. I love how God does this, you know, um, um, that, you know, I just thought I was, I had a little bit of time and I thought I'd, I'm just going to listen to it. It's one of my favourite um, podcasters, a woman called Havla Cunnington. And the, I would, surprise, surprise, it was on peace. Um, and so the, she had this advice around those kind of more times in your life where you feel like your peace has been shifted. 
So the first thing she said, which so resonated with me, is she said, don't feel ashamed that you feel anxious. I think that in Christian circles, it's really easy to use scriptures like be anxious for nothing to beat ourselves up. You know, and we feel anxious or we feel a swirl. We recognise that it's going on. And in fact, our first response is to feel ashamed because I know I shouldn't be somebody who feels anxious. And this was the first thing that she said on this podcast. She said, don't feel ashamed that you feel anxious. And then the next thing that she said, so it's, it's a couple of practical points. The next thing she said is develop an awareness of when you're starting to get caught up in that swirl. And then practice the habit of asking yourself, why am I lacking peace right now? Why am I lacking peace right now? Now, she talked about three different areas, which I agree with, that can be a source or a cause, I guess, of that swirling peace. And again, not the kind of things that happen to us when a really big event or an unexpected thing, but that just the generalised anxieties of life. So she... She says, when you're asking yourself, why have I lost my peace? The first thing is, is it me? So is it me? Because lack of peace actually can be a habit. Like um, lazy, being lazy in our thinking or not watching our thought life actually can be a cause for why we get caught up in the swirl. Does that make sense? So, you know, even things like, Things coming out of, I, I recognise this in my life, oh, just my luck, or oh, story of my life. You know, just things like that. And I'm not, I'm not again, I'm, you know, remember, do not feel ashamed about being anxious. But actually, so if you're pausing to think about the swirl, you want to actually work out, okay, what's going on in my thought life? What uh, is the lack of peace because of me? Like, am I feeding it? The second thing is, is it the enemy? Now, we, obviously, we are not a church who majors on um, looking out for the works of the devil. We are much more interested in looking for what Jesus is doing. But we can't be naive about the fact that we have an enemy who um, is out to um, rob us. Exactly. And to rob us of our peace. Because, in fact, if he can rob us of our peace and get us tied up in knots and anxious then actually he doesn't really need to do very much else because we become ineffective and unfruitful in that place. So so the, the, the question for the Lord is is this the enemy? Is this a spiritual is this a spiritual thing? And um, I mean there's a solution to that. You're going to just take authority in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's no business messing with you. You belong to Jesus. So there's a very simple solution to that. Um, but you do need to know. So I'm not saying that every time we lose our peace, I think there are extremes of thought, aren't there? There are people who never recognise that we have an enemy who is wanting to rob us, but also we can kind of imagine that just because I've run out of petrol, it must be the enemy or, you know, uh, well, no, maybe it was just that I got lazy and I didn't fill up the petrol tank. So you hear me there's you we need to have a balance but we mustn't be naive about that and then the third one and i probably need to explain this is is it god now this is why i need to explain it god does not make us anxious but sometimes he will allow us to feel the weight of things to get our attention 
Because the thing is, God's a gentleman. He doesn't actually override our free will. So he'll sometimes let us feel the weight of stuff so that he gets our attention. And, you know, so it may be that if you're feeling the, the swirl, there's some issues in your life that you need healing, um, some things that you need to sort through. They may even be practical skill-based things, but he may be trying to get your attention. And the other aspect of that about why it might be God uh, one of the most significant things for me in making decisions, it's not the only part of making a decision when I bring something before the Lord, but one of the most significant things that I look for and make sure I'm aware of is the absence or the presence of peace. So if I'm in the process of making a big decision and I'm feeling jittery, anxious, then I can be fair and say I'm starting to head in a particular track with that decision. But in fact, I recognise, I stop and I think, oh, actually, I've just got this really generalised, I just feel uncomfortable, I feel jittery and anxious. I actually need to stop and think, is my loss of peace because God's trying to get my attention because, in fact, I'm kind of heading off track. You know, that inner conviction of the Holy Spirit. So we do actually at times when we're feeling that swirl. So is it me? Am I, have I got bad habits in my thinking? Am I getting lazy in my thinking? Am I pulling myself down and being negative in my thinking? Is it the enemy? Or is God actually trying to get our attention? Um, so I think that they're really helpful things in the midst of life. If we're talking about trying to guard our peace and being women who are characterised by being established in peace, to actually um, recognise and learn to recognise about yourself. And there'll be certain things that you know just do make you feel a bit more anxious. I'm somebody who I find change quite hard and I just know that about myself. I'm somebody... Um, who also gets a bit anxious. We've just been travelling and I drive Justin up the wall because I need to be, at, if, if we've got a flight, to, you know, I need to be there like two hours before and he'd be quite happy to rock up half an hour before. And, um, and, and I've just learnt to know that there are certain things that I'm just, that's how I'm wired and that's all right. I don't actually have to be apologetic about that. I possibly need to be more flexible than I am at times but... <laughs> Um, anyway, I just I wanted to talk about that because I think peace is such um, it's such a large topic, and if you're talking about being established in peace and guarding your peace on a day to day basis, we do actually also have to be practical. So that was her second step: asking ourselves that question: Why have I why have I lost my peace? And then thirdly, she talked about doing something about it. So whether that's prayer whether it's putting on worship music. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've been feeling the swirl a little bit over the last couple of days and oh, just being in the Lord's presence this morning and worshipping, like it's very hard to actually be anxious when you're in his presence um, because his presence just so immediately brings peace. Even if the circumstances around us haven't changed, just being with him is like oh, just the relief of it. So, you know, getting some worship music on, obviously going to the scripture and um, or, or going for a walk or calling a friend. You know, sometimes it's practical things like that or even sitting down and making yourself a nice cup of tea and just slowing yourself down for a minute and just 
um, getting some perspective. Because I think once the swirl's going, it's really easy to lose perspective as well. So as I said, this is that's kind of a little bit introductory. I, I, but I wanted to talk about that because I think learning the habit of guarding our peace is really important when we're talking about this overall idea of being established in peace. But the, when the Bible talks about peace, it's actually talking about more than just simply being free from anxiety. Um, I'm sure most of you know that the Hebrew word often translated peace in scripture is shalom. And shalom, I love, what I love about Hebrew, although I'm not a Hebrew scholar, is that the words in Hebrew often convey so much more than our English language words do. So shalom is much more than actually what we think of as peace even when we think about absence of war or um, absence of conflict. Um, Shalom is actually much more than that. And so I was doing, I've I've read this before, but I was re-looking it up and reminding myself of this yesterday. And shalom speaks of completeness, fullness. It's like, it's a type of wholeness. So when we talk about shalom or the shalom of God or that Jesus is our prince of peace, shalom, it's talking about this sense of completeness and fullness and wholeness that we find in him. And so true biblical shalom or peace is this inward sense of completeness and wholeness. Um, And I mean, I think, I don't know if you would feel like this, but when I am feeling edgy and agitated, I wouldn't feel that sense of completeness and wholeness. Like um, like I think it stirs us up. But that sense, it's almost a a weighty feeling, I think, that the presence and the peace of God... um, that leaves us feeling a fullness and a wholeness. Actually, even if our circumstances around us are full of conflict and I think that's the thing that's supernatural about God's peace is that it's not dependent on what's going on around us. It's actually a much more inward thing and, it, and of course, is there for us and accessible to us because we belong to Jesus and his Holy Spirit resides in us. So... <clears throat> so I think I've said that already, but true biblical peace finds its source in a person, the person of Jesus. Um, It doesn't come from managing our external circumstances, although I do think, which is why I talked about guarding our peace, I do think there are habits that we can cultivate to protect our peace. Um, But it actually is not an external thing. It's an inward thing. Um, And I put this here. It's a pun. But Jesus came to be our missing piece. Um, But, you know, he he, he fills that gap. Like that's why we can feel full and whole because we're actually filled with him. And the fullness of him in us is what actually brings about peace in our life. And I just really wanted to finish with, and this came about in a funny way. I was listening to Andrew preach on Sunday morning, but... I was listening to him preach and I just suddenly got these three things that are really, I guess, benefits or characteristics um, of being established in peace. And um, so I wanted to share them because I kind of feel like they were God's idea rather than mine. So, So when we are established in peace... Um, We are anchored by that peace. We are anchored by peace. 
So um, in Isaiah 26, 3, and this is the NIV, it says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. I don't know if you've heard this before, but that perfect peace is actually shalom, shalom. It's two words, double, bam. You know, um, you will you will keep in shalom, shalom, like just in case we didn't need, you know, if, if God's repeating himself, we should be taking notice. You will keep in perfect peace, in shalom, shalom, those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Um, and that idea of being kept in perfect peace, it it actually, what, what I love about it is that the meaning of it is to guard or keep close or watch over. And so this is something that God does for us as well. So whilst we also have a responsibility in guarding our peace, it says that he will keep us, he will guard us, he'll keep us close to him in perfect peace as our minds are steadfast, remembering that steadfastness means to be, lean in or to lay upon or to rest upon him or to abide under. I shared that a couple of weeks ago. So whose mind is steadfast. So we do have a responsibility, which is our minds to be steadfast by trusting in him. Where do we keep our focus? So, um, But what that does is I, I love that kind of idea that that, anchors us instead of us being tossed about by different circumstances or caught up in the swirl we're actually anchored anchored and kept close by his peace so as we trust um as we trust in him and as we allow ourselves even to be propped up and sustained, that was the other word that it meant by whose minds are steadfast, propped up. I like that, that sense that he props us up um, and he guards and covers us with his shalom. So that's the first one. We are anchored by peace. The second one we is, is we are emboldened by peace. I I did have to go and look up what emboldened means because I'm like, God, you're using big words. <laughs> but it basically means courageous, being filled with courage. And I've got two scriptures that I want to read for you about this. And this is in um, John 14, 27. And I loved how it said it in the Amplified, so I'm going to read it from that. It says, um, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. It's um, those beautifully recorded conversations that Jesus had with his disciples before he went to the cross. And I love that John describes so much detail about that. And it says this in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my perfect peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. I love that. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. And then just in case they hadn't got it then, because they were thicker than us, of course, um, John 16, 33, it says... 
I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In me you may have perfect peace. In the world you will have tribulation and distress and suffering. But be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory is abiding. I love that. So again, we are emboldened by peace. His peace gives us courage and strength. And I feel like his peace, like we often, I don't know, um, in a worldly sense, I think people often think about peace as kind of um, being a pacifist. But actually God's peace is not passive. Um, in fact, in when we're emboldened by his peace, we're actually more filled with courage to complete the good works that he set before us, to actually fulfill the mission and the calling that he's given us. And so we actually need his peace to be able to do what he's asked us to do. So we're emboldened by peace. So it's not a passive thing. It's not. Um, it's something, again, if you think about shalom as being filled up complete and whole, his peace fills us up to such an extent that we can't help ourselves but respond um, uh, to him and to his call on our life. So that's the second one. We are emboldened by peace. And then thirdly, we are released by peace. And I, the scripture that I have to go with that is John twenty nineteen to 22. It's a bit of a... John, that's all right. John 20, 19 to 22. So Jesus has, um, has um, been crucified. He's risen again. And some of his disciples have seen him. And, in, and then we pick up this story in verse 19. It says, On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. So remember, they're locked up in a room, pretty terrified. And then Jesus walks through the wall. <laughs> Jesus came and stood amongst them. <laughs> so what's the first thing he needs to say to them, having freaked them out? <clears throat> Peace be with you. <laughs> uh, don't say Jesus doesn't have a sense of humour. Uh, dear, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side because they needed to be sure it was him. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you, because they're like still, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. I just love in this scripture the link between this declaration over them of peace be with you and I'm sending you. So peace be with you and even as my father has sent me, so I am sending you. So his peace releases us. It releases us to be sent ones, which is who we're meant to be. Um, Yeah, I don't think I can really add anything more to that. I just, um, you know, when when we are people who live established in peace, that as his perfect peace takes its full effect in our life and as we take our part in learning to guard that, it anchors us, it emboldens us or gives us courage and strength and it releases us. 
Um, and I just, I asked the Lord, well, why, you know, what, what, what is it then for us? Because I don't think he just shares a good idea with us. What is it about this that you want? Why do you want us to start? Why are you wanting me to start with this in my year? And why does he want us as vision women to start with this in this year? And I, I really believe that this is his heart for us this year, that we would be women who are established in his peace, remembering that the outworking of that in our lives is going to be that we're anchored, filled with courage and strength and released. And I really feel that that's what he has for us as a group of women this year. So I wanted to finish by just praying over you numbers um, six, which is the ironic blessing. And then what we're going to do is um, I really I wanted to have the opportunity. We've got 10 minutes before 12 o'clock to just break probably really only into two or two groups of two or three women together And just to really pray for one another that this would be a year of being established in his peace, um, of being anchored by his peace, of being emboldened, strengthened, um, filled with courage by his peace and also released by his peace. And obviously if there are some things in your life, um, remembering that we want to try and allow everybody to get prayer in the group, um, that you've been struggling and then you just want somebody to join with you in prayer just to really move through the swirl or the anxiety that's going on for you at the moment, then this would be a great opportunity for that. And just to really, again, um, receive afresh his peace. I feel like he probably has already been doing a bit of that in our lives just even during the worship time. But if there's something that still feels pressing for you, then use this opportunity to um, get some prayer from one of your sisters. So... Um, So let me read this with my glasses on. Close your eyes. That was just an... That was you, yes. That's all right. Okay, Numbers 6, 24 to 26. You'll know this though. It says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Mm, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just receive your peace this morning, Lord. Knowing that your peace is found in your presence. Mm. Amen.